You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, how you doing here? Jeff Lloyd, uh, as you know, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. We've had some fun here to this point. We're going to continue to do this with as many guys as we can get in here. Um, you know, meeting the draft, press, uh, draft prospects, getting to talk with some of these guys. This one here is fun for me. Um, you know, as you guys all know, and you bust my chops about being a Jersey guy, we got a Jersey guy in here um, from Temple University, uh, defensive tackle. Um, and one thing I do want to thank him for is one of the things when we get through the all-star circuits and whether it's the combine is it's nice to have a guy who, when you look at the roster, the height and the weight, it matches up. You never want to see a prospect who lost four and a half inches. Um, but from Temple University here, and uh, this is going to be a fun one for me because uh, uh, 2016 I was down at Temple for the pro day and it brought back some nostalgia for me is, you know, because uh, my first stint in college football was up at Northeastern University in Boston. And it's different when, you know, a college campus is set within a, within a city. And we're going to get to that a little bit here. But from Temple University, defensive tackle, Mr. Michael Dogby. Michael, how's everything going? First off, I know you're out in Arizona training. Um, this has got to be like the most crazy point of your life. I mean, you, know, you got a degree in hand. Um, auditioning, you know, looking to get to make that next step and become an NFL player. What's the whirlwind of the world for you right now? So, uh, first off, just uh, just appreciate you for having me on here. Um, and you're right, you know, it's crazy. Uh, you know, you go from being a student athlete, uh, dealing with classes and you know practices and stuff, and now you know I'm, I'm basically auditioning to to be an NFL guy. Um, so I'm out here just. In Arizona, I'm going to Exos over in Phoenix. Um, you know, I'm just training about five out of five out of seven days. Um, just working on combine prep, D line prep, and just trying to get better any way I can. Um, and actually, guys, but and I'll get to this one first here. Um, you know, Michael's with a bunch of other defensive linemen, and what's that like every day? Because I mean, look, you're all trying to achieve the same goal. But you all kind of play the same position. So, so what is that like for you guys going through it? Is there like a unity, a little bit of a bond, and you know, are you guys able to share things back and forth? And sometimes, though, you know, I mean, because where I'm going with this is sometimes it's easier to understand and learn from your peers, you know, as far as what you're being taught, you know, maybe the message that's being received and being taught. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a great experience, you know, so far. Uh, just pra- uh, you know, working out with guys such as Jerry Tillery, Zach Allen, Brian Burns, uh, O'Shane from Old Dominion. Just just working out with those guys, man. It's it's been a real good experience for me. Um, you know, we're able to pick off from each other. We'll be like about each other's game, and you know, whatever we can take from each other to make ourselves better defensive linemen. Um, you know, we've done so. Um, and, you know, we also like to compete, you know, we're, we're football players, we're athletes and we're competitors. Uh, so, you know, someone's doing well on a drill, you know, we're, we're trying to out, you know, compete each other. So it's just been a great experience. And, you know, I love working with these guys because they get me better. Um, so I, I just love it out here. Nah. And look, I mean, you know, and look, it's, you know, the, whether it's the polar vortex, but right now it's not been that bad here in New Jersey for about the last week, Michael, but I'll be honest with you. We know the weather's better out there, so you're enjoying that. Um, I do want to talk to you a little bit now. Of course. Um, you know, a standout senior year in high school in New Jersey, 22 sacks, uh, you know, recognized, you know, multi-recognized player of the year here. You get to Temple. What's the difference between, uh, you know, Michael the guy now, body-wise, weight-wise, as opposed to the guy who walked into Temple five years ago? Uh, 
so, you know, I, I growing up, I was, to be honest with you, I was one of the smallest guys out of all my friends. Um, in high school, I was 155 pounds, 150 pounds my, my freshman year. By the time I graduated as a senior, I was 235. Um, coming into Temple, uh, just, you know, real strong guy, always dedicated myself to the weight room. You know, that's what helped me define myself as a football player. Um, I never missed a day of the weight room. I was just always in there, always outside running hills and sprints and stuff. So I was able to develop my my body and my frame that way. Uh, So coming into Temple, I came in as a defensive end after playing two years of outside linebacker in high school and then a year of D-line in high school. Um, So I made that transition, came in as a five technique. And, you know, I was doing real well. I was able to travel with the team. Um, I got some, you know, reps behind some really elite players. Um, so I was able to learn from guys like Asan Reddick, uh, Praise Martin Aguike, uh Matt Ioannidis, um, you know, who are all in the league right now, Sharif Finch. Um, and, you know, I was, you know, real good at that, but I was gaining weight, you know, pretty fast as I got into a college weight room. Um, coming in at 235, starting my first uh, Division One college camp, football camp, I was about 245. Um, and so I was growing pretty fast. And um, I just realized after the fifth game of that season, my uh, freshman season, you know, the coaches came to me and they were like, how would you feel about making that transition to deep tackle? Uh, We feel you're a very explosive and powerful guy. You're a really strong guy that, you know, you can really move inside. You have to think that Matt Ioannidis only has about two years left. So that spot would really be a spot where you can fit and learn from a guy like him. Um, So I dedicated myself to the weight room learning under Matt Ioannidis, who now plays for the Redskins. And, uh, you know, I was just moving upward. Uh, I came back the next year, my red shirt freshman year at 260, 265. Um, And I was able to get a lot of meaningful reps, a lot of reputations where I was able to really learn the position playing inside because it's a different ball game. Um, And I was able to do pretty well. Um, And then, you know, Matt Ioannidis graduates and going into my red shirt sophomore year, I was about 285, um, and that was my first year really, really starting. Um, I had a real good year, um, you know, raked, raked up some TFLs, had over 40 tackles, and got me a couple sacks. So I was really falling into that position in that mold. Um, going into my junior year, however, um, I suffered an MCL sprain and a quad strain, so that held me back a little bit. But, you know, I stayed around the 280 range. Um and then going into my senior year, uh, my coaches, they didn't care how much I weighed, to be honest. Uh, they just wanted me to play good ball. Uh, so I was a guy who was able to fluctuate between 77 and 80. Um, and I was really able to have the best uh, year of my career. Um, and now that I'm training out at Nexos, um, I was able to get up to 286, especially going to the Shrine game. I weighed at 286. And I'm a guy who could, you know, possibly get to 290, 295. Um, you know, I really haven't really filled out my frame. I've only got about 14, 13% body fat. So Damn. definitely put on a lot more weight. Um, but now I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. It's been, a, it's been a process putting all this weight and size on, but I've been able to still move around and be effective at it. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, obviously you want to keep your quickness, obviously, whether it's getting off the ball or getting down the line, chasing down back, you know, chasing down backs. And it's kind of funny, um, you know, a teammate years that you've had for two years, um, and I'll bring the name up because actually his father was a high, uh, was a college teammate of mine, 
Jaron Holder. He went to Temple as a wide receiver, and he was a guy who ended up. What was he playing outside linebacker for you? Uh yeah, LJ Holder. Yeah, I mean, I play I played college ball with his dad. His dad came in. He was like our four string quarterback, and here was me. I ran good routes. wasn't the elite athlete. And me and one of my buddies were watching a you know just a you know a a team scrimmage. Both of us looked at each other and were like, you know what, we're in big trouble. And he's like, yeah, they ain't gonna keep that athlete at four string quarterback. And his father went on to be the, you know, one of the top receivers in the history at Monmouth University, and that's where we played. And uh, you know, I, and his son and we had talked about it, and you know, because uh, when he originally committed, you know, I, you know, Matt Rule was you know gonna ha- go ahead and leave. You know, that's when he was taking the Baylor job. And he's like, well, what do you know about Temple? I said, I know it's a pretty damn good program. And he's like, well, what do you think? I was like, well. I said, you know, if you guys are comfortable with him there and he's close, keep him there. But, I mean, that's the natural progression. I mean, sometimes you get into a program and you're a smaller kid, but they put you onto this stuff and you end up growing into something else. And, you know, obviously with you and, and a guy like LJ Holder, I mean, this is the type of progression that goes on with college programs. Yeah, I mean, they. I was initially, uh, all the schools were recruiting me at um, outside linebacker. Um, you know, my junior year, I was, I was 215 pounds. Um, so a lot of them saw me as an outside linebacker, real, real tall guy. I'm about six three and a half. So they saw me as an outside linebacker, and I had that athletic ability to put my hand in the dirt. Um, so not in a million years, my junior year, would I ever think that going into college that I'd be considered a three tech. Um, but it happened, and uh, you know I'm really grateful for that because I've been able to really unleash a lot of potential that I never knew I had. Uh, so. The same for me, what happened with LJ, uh, moving to linebacker. Uh, the guy has made a lot of strides so far at Temple, and I can't wait to see what he has in his future. Yeah, and it's just it, it's just fun to see. And, and look, and this is where it happens. I mean, you get that quickness on the inside. But now for a guy who's going to look down and try to evaluate you, what are some of the games that you would say, hey, you should watch that because that was my day? Um, I'd say Maryland. That was uh, I watched that twice today. <laughs> I say South Florida. South Florida was a good game for me. Um, I say ECU. I had a couple sacks in Houston. Um, even though we lost against Villanova, I had a lot of key plays in that game. Uh, those are just a couple games uh, where I showed a lot of my uh, ability. Um, I played some DN and some D tackle, some nose. Um, I'm a guy who can play across the board from a zero all the way to a nine. Um, you know, every position I'm pretty comfortable with. Um, so, you know, those are a couple of games that, you know, I think stuck out my senior year. Absolutely. Now you have, um, obviously, like you said, you've played from zero to nine, um, whether it's inside or outside. And look, and, and that's one of the things now, like um, you look at many of the teams in the NFL, I mean, they're just trying to get the best seven, eight, nine defensive linemen they can into the room. And, and any different types of things they can you know ask you to do whether you know it's outside or inside but for you I mean you've played odd fronts you've played even fronts what do you take away from the differences in like you know assignment driven and stuff like that I mean you know obviously you were a guy who was able to do what was asked of you what do you prefer I mean the odd front I mean you know maybe you know you weren't the, the you know the NFL wise to think of you know the 340 the 350 type but what do you take away from the battles, whether it's at zero or whether it's at three? What do you take away from those type of things? Um, I mean, so so way I was able to, you know, develop, you know, the whole mindset of playing all positions up front um, was 
my freshman year. Um, I wanted to get on the field. I wanted to help out my team the best way I could. So by me doing so, I wanted to learn everything. So, hey, we need a five technique. Get in the game. Coach, I can play five technique. So, hey, we need a three technique. Hey, Dolby, go in there and play three technique. So I just really did develop, you know, the mindset of just knowing every position up front. So when I was studying my playbook, I would study what everyone had to do. Um, and for me now, um, it's just so natural. You know, I can play five technique. I can play six, six technique and beat up on the tight end. Uh, and I can move inside to a three technique. Um, you know, I really don't have any set preference. Um, I think I was able to dominate a lot playing that three technique, um, pass rushing against guards. Um, you know, I got a lot of my sacks that way. But, you know, I've been able to play anywhere from a zero all the way out. So um, I just show a lot of versatility. And, you know, I just hope teams see that as well. And, and that's the key because, you know, that's what you're looking for. Because, I mean, you may say we have seven or eight defensive linemen. Somebody's got an ankle sprain. Somebody's got bruised ribs. All of a sudden, you're rolling out on Sunday. you got six guys for when you're normally accustomed to eight spots. Guys, you listen to Locked On Browns here. Michael Dogby from Temple University, um, whether he's a defensive tackle, whether he's a defensive end, here's a guy that you're going to want on your team. But, guys, iTunes, rating reviews, right now is a great time to go ahead and leave one. Now, Michael, um, this year the pass rushing skills really and the sack numbers really went off the charts. What was the difference this year as far as you know, you able to keep you know creating that much pressure in the backfield? Look, you were always able to do it as far as the running game, but this year we were able to also add to you know crushing the quarterback and, and things of that nature. What was the difference this year? Um, you know, it, it was just you know my development um, over time. Uh, moving inside, you need to be able to rush pass rush a lot different than you know being outside. Um, and it was just like a want-to to get to the quarterback. Um, you know, I knew I could be an elite pass rusher. So the whole offseason, I worked on pass rush moves, um, you know, running through the bags and stuff like that to just make me elite. I'd watch guys like Aaron Donald, uh, just, you know, just trying to become a better pass rusher. Um, and in that instance, you know, coming into my senior year, um, it became so natural for me, uh, flipping my hips on the guards and pass rushing inside that I was able to really – um, becoming to an elite pass rusher. Um, so me, I think that's what I bring to the table, just being that guy who can pass rush inside and out. It's so funny, though, because uh, I talked with Wesley Saunders from uh, Western Illinois last week, and you know, he was a guy you know, obviously had a great story at the Senior Bowl, and obviously he was down in the Shrine game with you. Um, it, every one of you guys, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. Um, you know, they, I mean, if you're going to learn somebody, that's probably the guy to go ahead and learn from. Uh, one thing I do yeah. want to ask you a, a little bit about here, and look, you know, obviously, you no, know, you committed student as well. The Japan Eight, um, going, you know, obviously far, far away from home. What was that whole experience like? And seeing, you know, going to a place where football is not a major thing, but trying to work with some kids and you know, uh, you know, and try to explain the game to them. You know, how did that shape you? I mean, because I mean, obviously, you were chosen for it, which means. You know, the importance of the program that you brought was huge. What was that all like? Uh, it was it was a beautiful experience. You know, just just being out there and learning the Japanese culture, uh, meeting those those people. Um, it was just a beautiful experience. Um, I really enjoyed myself out there. Um, but we went down there to really, you know, spread the Temple brand for one thing and just help out with football clinics, helping teach, you know, American football because it's something that's becoming really popular over there. 
Uh, so just for me to be out over there and for them to look up to me as as a guy, uh, you know, that they, they want to be one day, um, you know, is amazing. Um, I really enjoyed my time out there um, embracing their culture. Yeah, exactly. And just look, as a 22, 23-year-old kid, just go and experience something different. I mean, it had to be cool. And, you know, it makes you, you know, just realize, you know, that it, you know, not everything is New Jersey, the America. You know, you get to see the world and see the world through a different lens. So it had to be a really, really cool thing. Now the Shrine game, uh, you went down there, and you know the Shrine. I mean, there's just as much talent as Tampa as there is in Mobile. What was the whole experience like? Obviously, you you know you put together a good week, you put together a good game. Um, tell me a little bit about the experience, what you take away from it, and you know, were the scouts helpful, receptive as far as you know what you need to work on as you get closer and closer here to you know having your name called late in late April. Um, first and foremost, just going down there and making the hospital visit. I think I, that's something I took away more than more than anything during that experience um, to go to the Shrine Hospital. Um, you know, it was just a humbling experience to meet all those kids. And, you know, I was very grateful for that opportunity. Um, as far as football, uh, receiving NFL coaching uh, just to become a better football player, you know, is an outstanding opportunity as well. Um, not many people can say that, um, you know, coming out into this draft that they received NFL coaching already. And um, just that just sets me apart from a lot of guys. Um, and, you know, I just came down to the Shrine game on a mission. Um, I wanted to prove, prove I belong. I wanted to prove that I can be a draft pick. Um, and I wanted to just show teams that, hey, like, I'm versatile. I can play and I can go against the top of the top. So I really took it personal and I came in with a chip on my shoulder. And uh, especially during one-on-ones, you know, I made sure I brought, brought it every rep. Um, you know, I, I thought, you know, I had a, I had a decent week. Um, and hopefully, you know, scouts and GMs and coaches took away from that as well. Well, and, and that's the thing. And, you know, and if any franchise knows about guys who are going to play with a chip on their shoulders, the Cleveland Browns. And so, you know, the odds are one out of 32, but you'd be welcomed here. Um, the emphasis of what, you know, and I will never use the word weaknesses. And some people do this when they talk to these, talk to guys like yourself. There's no weaknesses when you're, you know, in line to be an NFL draft choice. But what is, what are you, what is the focus of the work as? What are you trying to get better on as a player? Um, to be honest, I'm trying to get better at everything, honestly. Um, you know, I believe I can, you know, play the run better, take on double teams better. Um, I can always become a better pass rusher. You know, I had seven sacks, but, you know, I could have had 10. Um, I could have had 12. So just becoming a better pass rusher, using my hands more effectively. You know, I want to be, you know, at the end of my career, you know, hopefully having a, a long career in the NFL. I want to be known as one of the one of the greats. So, you know, just learning and taking in information to become a better pass rusher, better run stopper, uh, you know, that's that's me. I'm a guy who relies on effort and uh, technique. You know, talent is, you know, is you're born with that, but... You know, if you, you can always do something about your effort and you can always do something about your technique. You can always sharpen that. So I'm a guy who's constantly trying to gain information and become a better player, you know, all around. So. And look, I mean, and that's that's what it's about. And look, I mean, your game was solid enough and it maybe just, you know, a little bit of improvement everywhere. You know, little techniques, you know, little niches here and there. 
Um, guys, you're listening to the Lockdown Browns podcast, um, Lockdown NFL Network. Anything you need, all the shows are pumped through Instagram. They're pumped through the Twitter account, the LO, the Lockdown NFL Net accounts on Instagram, Twitter. Great stuff to follow, guys, if you need any more information. Um, I'm going to give you a couple quick hitters before we let you go here. Michael, we give you a cheat day. We let you eat and eat anything you want. What are you eating? Uh, to be honest, growing up in New Jersey, I had a lot of Italian friends. So I'm either eating some type of pasta di- dish or, you know, some chicken parm or something like that. You know, I've yep. loved, I love Italian food. Oh, and that's that's the best part of New Jersey. I don't think anybody gets it. I'm going to give you a couple more here. What are you going <laughs> to miss most about roaming around Philly and the Temple University campus? What are you going to miss most about Temple? Uh, to be honest, just being around the guys, being around my teammates, man. Those guys, you know, we, we've been through everything together uh, from, you know, that first 6-6 six and six season to, you know, playing college game day against Notre Dame, you know, the highs, the lows. I'm going to miss being around those guys and, you know, just, you know, being being a college uh, kid, you know, just being with them. So uh, that's something I'm always, you know, you know, keep dear to my heart and, you know, remember all those memories. Well, if you if you do the math, I mean, there's four franchises out of 32, which could keep you close here to the area, and you could, you know, on bye weeks and stuff, still show up. Um, now Friday Night Lights, I see it in the in the bio. Is it the movie or is it the TV show? Oh, it's definitely the movie. Uh, All right, favorite character. In... Favorite character. Uh, I don't know. I like Preacher Man. You know, everybody used to compare me to him. Um, you know, growing up. Cause I was I was always a quiet kid, uh, but you know as as time went on I, I got big, and I was you know a really aggressive football player. So everybody kind of compared me to him. Yeah, and in that movie, I mean, it, it still transcends to this day. Cause I mean, it just takes everybody back. And for me, you know, I, I saw it well before. I'm assuming. I mean, you saw it, you know, as a kid, obviously. But it, it just, I mean, that was one of the better movies to describe high school football and what everything was about. And. Uh, I mean, the book is still better than the movie. Please tell me you read the book, Michael. Uh, I haven't read the book, but I'll come put that on. on my you got a little, you got a little free time at night now. It's something to read because I, I mean, normally I'm not, I'm not a reader. I'm not, I'm not. But that was one thing, and I actually had read the book before, and I was like, well, the movie was really good. But you know, when you can get a football player to sit down and say, "Wow, a book gave me chills," that's one that gave me chills. Right, all right, all right. All right so. What what are you doing? But I mean, what's it gonna be like come late April? What's that gonna be like? That whole experience, you sitting around your family and all this stuff, and all of a sudden, the phone's gonna go off. I mean, have you have you even thought about that at all, or are you ready to think about it? Uh, to be honest, you know, I kind of just humble myself because you never know what goes on on draft day, man. You you know, everybody knows who's typically gonna go first round. Exactly, like, you know, all those freak athletes, but. After that, you know, it's really, um, you know, no telling what's going to happen. You know, guys who think they're going second round end up going fifth. So, um, you know, I'm just praying and, you know, hoping and, and that I just get that call, I get drafted. Um, it's been a dream of mine to get drafted ever since I was uh, in fifth grade when I learned about guys like Lawrence Taylor playing in the league long, long years ago. Um, I, it's always been my dream, so... Uh, for me to get drafted, I, I really appreciate that. It, it'll really make make my day um, just getting that call. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just going to be around family, uh, enjoying the whole process, 
and hopefully I'm one of the lucky ones to get a call. <laughs> it, it, I'm going to tell you right now, it, it's going to happen, buddy. And uh, the work ethic you put in, and obviously as well-spoken as you are, you show the commitment here that you've always put as a student and a player. And uh, look, you get a day, you get back here eventually. You like Italian food. we got to hook up. There's a place in Freehold, New Jersey. The pizza's going to knock your socks oh, yeah. off. The food's going to knock your socks off. Federici's will break some bread. But, Michael, I wish you all the best here in your journey here. Um, just, you know, keep at it. Keep working. I mean, it, obviously, it looks, it sounds like you were in a fantastic place right now. And it's great for you that you were with a whole bunch of players and you guys can all grow your game together and get yourselves in the best position here. And the other thing is social media, maybe avoid that. <laughs> just maybe avoid that. So many guys have sunk their battleship. But just enjoy the ride every second of it, Michael. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, I appreciate your time I here. This... I appreciate. I appreciate you having me, man. Oh, no, but hey, first things first, man. Us Jersey guys, we always got to look out for each other. So it's going to be good. Hey, look, yes, but sir. I wish you all the best. Uh, and I, obviously, I know you come from a big family, just like I did. And I, I don't know if there was many kids who grew up as the only child here in New Jersey, because almost seems everybody's got at least two or three siblings, and that's just the way yeah. it goes. <laughs> But enjoy it, man. Enjoy the ride, uh, you know, and and hear you embrace the work ethic and everything that's going. It's it's impressive to hear, and you know, I'm happy for. You. I wish you the the best of success here, and you know, look, I mean, we're about what you know, not a little bit, two months and change away here, and all of a sudden, your life's going to change here, and new voyage, whole new part of your life, and I wish you all the best with that, guys. This has been Michael Dogby from Temple University. Uh, look, as he told you, he can play anywhere on the defensive lines. Need a defensive line. Go ahead. Find a way to add this guy into the rotation. He's going to bring it for you every down. He's going to bring it for you every practice. It's impressive to see. Guys, as always, it's been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.